Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Stay Healthy South Sound podcast, where we want to give you tips on staying healthy and even expose common myths about health and aging so you can enjoy a healthier and active life in the amazing South Sound. Brought to you by Dr. Jennifer Penrose, owner of Penrose & Associates Physical Therapy. I am here to talk to you about the role that weight loss has and joint pain and jump-starting your metabolism. So losing 10 pounds of weight, that equates to 40 pounds less pressure on your knees. This is critical. I, I see so many people in the clinic that just feel stuck and frustrated. They're having knee pain and they want to lose weight, but it hurts to exercise. Same with back pain patients. How do you get all your steps in during a day if you hurt (laughs) to move? So I've always thought I could do more in this area with my patients. So the last couple of years, I've spent more time learning about nutrition and really diving into uh, the research about dieting. fat loss versus weight loss. And I finally found a program that is science-based that will keep you in the fat burning mode. And that is really important. So let's dive in a little bit. It gets a little complicated, but I will try to break it down. And I think you'll also walk away from this podcast having a deeper appreciation for how complex losing weight and keeping weight off really truly is. And if you're someone who's never really struggled with that, I think it'll give you a little more empathy for what many people really struggle with. So let's tackle why many diets fail. People tend to gain the weight right back. Remember the show, Biggest Loser? sure we can all think about that show. I just was always amazed at how hard those people worked. I felt sorry for them. I felt like they were getting beaten almost. Anyway, the follow-up study on the contestants revealed that they all gained up to two-thirds of the weight that they'd lost back. I mean, ugh, how frustrating. Um, and most of those follow-ups, I think about six years later. So, you know, they definitely wanted to see the longevity of what happened with these people. And really the weight rebound really didn't come as a surprise. The research suggests that roughly 80% of people who shed a significant portion of their body fat will not maintain that degree of weight loss for 12 months. And according to one meta-analysis of intervention studies, dieters regain on average more than half of what they lose within two years. So those aren't very encouraging statistics. But I think what we really have to look at is that a lot of the diets fail the people. So let's get into that a little bit. Eating too few calories can cause a major decrease in your metabolism. So that whole mantra of eat less and move more has failed. Like, let's just put that to bed, okay? Although a calorie deficit is needed for weight loss, it can be counterproductive for your calorie intake to drop too low. If you can go back to The Biggest Loser, they really, really restricted caloric intake big time. And when you dramatically lower your caloric intake, your body senses that food is scarce and it lowers the rate at which it burns calories. So your metabolism slows down. Your body thinks you're starving. And so it just does what it thinks it should do to conserve. I mean, that's really kind of smart on one hand. And if you go back to when we were hunters and gatherers, like it's kind of interesting that our body was made this way. 
So it is very frustrating to have your metabolism slow down when you're trying to become healthy and lose weight. And basically you're you're trying to do the right thing. So I'm not trying to beat anybody up over this at all. I think we all in life, we do the best we can with the information that we have at that time. And later on, sometimes things will be revealed in terms of research and studies that show that Actually, that was the wrong thing to do, but we can't beat ourselves up over that. So please don't take that this way. We need to know that each calorie is not created equal. And I think at some level we know this, right? Like eating one calorie of a cookie, I don't know what that even is, a crumb, (laughs) or processed packaged meal versus a vegetable and lean protein, like they're not the same. Those calories are not the same. So counting calories for the day doesn't make sense because they're not equal calories. It's just not a great method. And that's what the eat less, move more mantra has done and how it's failed people many times. Instead, what we are finding in the literature and the research, low glycemic eating has proven to keep people in fat burning mode, stabilize blood glucose, which then lowers your risk of heart disease and developing type 2 diabetes. And it does all this without losing muscle mass. Because remember, when you're just looking at the scale and you see that number go down and you want to be excited, be careful you're not losing muscle mass. You want to lose fat loss, not just water weight and not muscle mass. Low glycemic eating also promotes more of an anti-inflammatory diet. And that's just helpful all around on every health dimension, heart health, brain health, joint health. So really, really good. So let's talk about how do we increase our metabolism? One way is to increase your muscle mass. So one pound of muscle burns six calories, while one pound of fat only burns two. We want more muscle, and that requires strength training. Now, that doesn't mean we need to do hours a day of exercise. And where you're at, that may seem like a sickening idea to you. (laughs) You just start where you are, okay? So if all you've been doing is sitting around, we may need to start really light with some resistant bands or maybe a can of soup, two-pound weight, five-pound weight, work yourself up. I have many patients where it's like, okay, you can manage five minutes of this and you're going to do it five times today. Your workout is five minutes, five times today, which equals 25 minutes of strength training. You just broke it up into intervals that your body could handle. Because remember, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So sometimes you really have to break things down into very small pieces for people. I am more convinced of that, especially when it comes to weight loss and joint pain. Number two for increasing metabolism, eating more often can help you lose weight. Let that sink in. (laughs) It seems counterintuitive. When you eat large meals with many hours in between, your metabolism slows down between meals. Having a small meal, and I mean small, or snack every three to four hours keeps your metabolism cranking away. So you burn more calories over the course of the day. You want to burn more calories, right? So this is how you do that. Let's talk about those snacks. (laughs) It's not chips. It's not pretzels. Getting veggies, whether that's sugar snap peas or cucumber, you know, whether you like to dip it with a healthy guacamole dip. So avocados are great, whether it's a healthy salsa, whether it's hummus. Nuts are also really good for fat and protein. Just don't gorge on half the bag. (laughs) But eating small meals and snacks that are healthy really works. 
So the other thing is several studies show that people who snack regularly eat less at mealtime. So it helps with portion control as well. This next one might surprise you. Drink more water. Your body needs water to process calories. If you're even mildly dehydrated, your metabolism may slow down. So in one study, adults who drank eight or more glasses of water a day burned more calories than those who drank four. To stay hydrated, here's how you do it. Drink a glass of water or other unsweetened beverage before every meal and every snack. And then it's not as hard to fit in a few extra glasses of water throughout the day. Snack on fresh fruits and vegetables, which naturally contain water. So drink your water, burns more calories. The next one to boost your metabolism naturally, your body burns more calories digesting protein than it does when you eat fat or carbohydrates. So I think most of us know that a balanced meal plan replacing carbs with lean protein-rich foods can boost your metabolism. So good sources of protein include lean beef, turkey, fish, white meat, chicken, tofu, nuts, beans, eggs, and low-fat dairy products. So get your lean protein in. The next thing is drinking green tea or oolong tea offers combined benefits of caffeine and catechins, substances shown to rev up the metabolism for a couple of hours. Research suggests that drinking two to four cups of either tea may push the body to burn 17% more calories during moderately intense exercise for a short time. So, and there's a lot of other benefits with green tea, but I'm not going to go into that today. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break from our sponsor and I'll be back. As a listener to the Stay Healthy South Sound podcast, we're offering you free coaching sessions when you sign up for the eight-week weight loss program. This program can be done virtually, and there will be an informational meeting to learn more about this program via Zoom on January 13th at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Email us at info at penrosept.com for more information to register and get the Zoom link or contact us at 360-456-1444. That's 360-456-1444. And now, back to this episode. All right, so the other thing I want to tackle a little bit, I hope I don't lose you through some of this stuff because even I had to reread it several times in terms of my learning hormones and genetics are involved when it comes to weight loss. So I want to make sure you don't take this as, well, it's my genetics, so there's nothing I can do about it. That's not what I mean when I say genetics. We all have, obviously, genetics that we can't always control what's been passed on to us, but there are things we can do to either turn our genes on or off, depending on our lifestyle and food choices. So we want to make decisions that turn on the good genes and turn off the bad genes. So let's talk about leptin sensitivity. And there is a gene marker for some people do have this where they do have the marker for more um, to be more sensitive than others. Anyway, do you feel like you're always hungry and never full? Have you tried other products on the market but still struggle with your weight? If so, you may be dealing with leptin sensitivity. Leptin is the hormone that basically tells our brain when to eat how much to eat, and most importantly, when to stop eating. Leptin is secreted by fat. The more fat, the more leptin. Let's think about that for a minute. While obese people produce much higher levels of leptin than thin and normal weight individuals, they are somehow resistant to its effects. Bummer, right? One reason for this, according to scientists, is that this may be the elevated levels of C-reactive protein, CRP, inhibits leptin's role in controlling appetite. Dang it. (laughs) So CRP is now considered a key marker for low-grade 
systemic inflammation, which in turn is considered by leading scientists to be responsible for a number of metabolic problems that result in unwanted weight gain and obesity. So that's why I was saying like, I hope I don't lose you through this part, but at least if you haven't heard some of this before and you've struggled with weight, it helps kind of give you just some understanding of that it's more than just eat less, move more. <laughs> so while overweight people produce much higher levels of leptin than thin and normal weight individuals, they're somehow resistant to these effects, as I just talked about. So for example, when cereal dieters, those who continue to lose weight and gain weight, lose fat through diet and exercise, the brain thinks it's starving and tells the body to hold on to that fat stores. And that's when the weight usually comes roaring back. It's like the body will fight harder against losing fat than it will against gaining fat. I suppose that kind of goes back to the when we were hunters and gatherers and that was helpful back then. <laughs> that's why most people find it a whole lot easier to get fat than they do to get lean. As somebody gains weight, the body tries to maintain that status quo, but the baseline has moved higher. And after the body adjusts to a heavier weight, the new status quo, it's harder to slim down again. So that's kind of how that vicious cycle works. So what's the answer to that, right? That's kind of where I went digging for more and learning. So I'm not telling, you know, trying to fill this in as quickly as possible. So you're not totally lost in the weeds here. But one answer to this is something called leptichor, L-E-P-T-I-C-O-R-E. It's a natural plant-based um, product. There was a great study that took 92 obese clients and they used this product for eight weeks and they didn't change their food choices. They really wanted to see what the effects of leptichor was. And it was amazing. Weight decreased by 5.4% in eight weeks and fat loss by 2.8% in those eight weeks. They also did lab values too to look at cholesterol and other things. I'll kind of give you those here. The total cholesterol went down by 18%. The bad cholesterol, LDL, went down by 14.7%. The good cholesterol, HDL, went up by 13.7%. Triglycerides down by 7.1%. Fasting glucose down by 7.9%. Serum serotonin went up by 28.6%. Serum leptin went down by 46.9%. And C-reactive protein, remember that inflammation marker, went down by 15.1%. Those are all great, great markers. And these people did not do anything different. So take that, that leptichor, and add to it a low glycemic eating plan and some mild exercise. And I think you can even augment that further. You see, in the weight loss game, the starchy carbohydrates can really pack on the pounds. So starchy carbs can also trigger the leptin resistance. They lead to higher blood sugar levels, increasing insulin, causing the body to store fat. Basically, this leptichor is in a product that... I think is really good. It's through Nutrimetrics. It's the TLS core fat and carb inhibitor, and it works as hard as you do, quite frankly. It contains the leptichor, and it's it's basically from like a white kidney bean extract. And this white kidney bean extract inhibits enzyme that normally breaks down starch into glucose within the small intestine. And so it basically its approach is to affect that those carbohydrates once they enter the body. 
So as a result, the absorption of the glucose from the carbohydrate-rich foods like bread, potatoes, rice, pasta is inhibited. So this gives you an advantage of minimizing the effects of the surplus carbohydrates that are waiting to be converted into fat. Not that this gives you an excuse to eat those things, because really... If you're eating a low glycemic plan, we're trying to not have too much of that, right? So that study, if someone's interested, I'm happy to get it to you. There is another hormone I want to talk about. It's a fat-burning hormone called adiponectin. The fat cells secrete this hormone, but again, those with more fat cells seem to be not as sensitive to this hormone. It's like, ugh, it's just aggravating some of this. So adiponectin, which you want a higher amount, it's closely related to the glucose regulation and insulin sensitivity. And insulin helps our body store glucose correctly. This helps maintain normal blood sugar levels and promotes normal insulin activity. Higher levels of adiponectin are associated with increased insulin sensitivity, which can increase long-term metabolic health and overall weight loss. Higher adiponectin levels have been shown to beneficially inhibit the fat cells from differentiating and multiplying, support fat burning, and to support healthy endothelial function, so the lining inside your um, arteries, right? Remember, we don't want plaque build up in there. Adiponectin levels are inversely related to body fat percentage. The greater the levels of adiponectin, the lower the percentage of fat. You know, how can we increase adiponectin? And one of the things, um, there was a study, a 10-week study that used what was called Welltrim. Welltrim is a natural ingredient. It stands for, I'm just, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it, but there's a kind of a medical term here, but IGOB131. It's basically African mango seed extract. Um, There's a clinical study and what they found in this particular study is that this African mango seed extract supports levels of the hormone adiponectin. It acts on one of the, an enzyme, and this is a mouthful, glycerol-3-phosphate dehydrogenase. And by moderating this enzyme, less fat is formed, causing a decline in the amount of fat stored. So basically, Welltrim supports leptin sensitivity and healthy levels of adiponectin. Like, hallelujah, right? Because it has the potential to help control hunger, maintain normal blood sugar balance, promote thermogenesis, which is important components of metabolic rate. And there have been a couple human clinical studies, of course, that have shown this. In fact, let me share a little bit on that piece on the the study. So this study had 102 overweight and obese individuals that was on the Welltrim, the African mango seed extract daily, and they didn't change anything else And what they found is they had basically over 10 weeks time for fat loss, it was an average of 6.3% and weight loss 13.1%. And LDL cholesterol went down by 27.2%. Adiponectin went up by 159%. Remember the fat burning hormone? Yay. And leptin levels went down by 48.6% and C-reactive protein levels went down by 51.7%. Remember that C-reactive protein interferes with leptin and that the C-reactive protein is also a marker for inflammation, which we, I hope everyone is becoming more aware that systemic inflammation, not only does it wreak havoc on, on joint health, but brain health, heart health, gut health, it's really becoming quite the marker in terms of inflammation and what that can mean for your overall long-term health. So all that to say from all that fun research is I've decided to put forth an eight-week 
program that really gets people on the path to their weight loss and wellness goals. So it's a it's science-based, just like I've been talking about. It uses that Leptocore product and that well trim. So that's just a couple components that I wanted to highlight. It's a four-part program. So it's powered by lifestyle systems and real food. It will target fat loss rather than just weight loss. And um, you'll take measurements circumference-wise around your waist. And, and when you lose one inch from the waistline, that equates to 1% fat loss, which is great. It will reduce inflammation by keeping your blood sugar under control. Remember, it's going to be low glycemic eating, um, which will then also help your blood cholesterol and cardiac and diabetic concerns. So it's really about turning you into a a fat burning machine instead of a fat storage machine and working with the metabolic processes and hormones. And it will provide education in terms of how to read labels. There'll be a full recipe um, booklet and they'll be tasty. Trust me, it won't be just salad after salad after salad with just chicken and more chicken. <laughs> so I hear you. I can't, I can't do that either. And having variety. So hopefully you'll find new things that you love to eat. This program is really, yes, there's a jump start to this program, but then in terms of the maintenance after it's designed to to really work long-term. Because as I started this podcast off, most of the diets out there, people gain the weight back. And I don't want that for people. I don't want that frustration. I can't control their (laughs) motivation to continue eating a low glycemic plan. But if they can see that it works and that we use some products to jumpstart working with their hormones and the metabolic challenges that overweight and obese people uniquely have, I think that people will see that this this really works long-term. I am giving away close to $1,000 of my professional services. I won't be charging a coaching fee for this eight-week program. It's definitely the first pilot program I'm launching and it'll be limited to 20 people. If you're interested, you need to attend an information session on January 13th, which is a Zoom meeting and that's free and it'll go over in detail the process and what's involved. And then the eight-week course itself will start February, but you'll need to sign up by mid-January just so we can be ready and plan and time for people to order some of these products to help them be successful. But I want people to use their funds for healthy food and for some of the products that will help them and to really focus on that. There will be guidance with exercise as well. And likely most of those will be YouTube video links with also kind of a flow sheet to track that for you. Basically, I really want to see this be successful in the community and really help people move better with less pain and less weight so they can enjoy the the South Sound and everything it has to offer. Thank you for listening to the Stay Healthy South Sound podcast brought to you by Penrose and Associates Physical Therapy. If you want some free tips to implement right away on various problems like knee pain, back pain, running injuries, and many more issues, then jump on over to PenrosePT.com and download the free report that fits your needs. You will receive helpful tips right away and have the choice to email in for further questions and set up a free phone consultation. You can reach us at 360-456-1444 and info at PenrosePT.com. You can stay connected with us at StayHealthySouthSound.com and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the Stay Healthy South Sound podcast.